Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts with John Stephenson. John understands the importance of being prepared. Through rain, rocks, and snow, he has seen it all and survived. He has seen major disasters like Mount St. Helens and how vehicles were stopped in the street from the volcanic ash. Earthquakes, too, including the Loma Prieta earthquake, which felt like it wouldn't stop shaking. People were without electricity and could not hardly buy groceries or gasoline. The homeless lit bonfires in the streets. The Bay Bridge and other freeways were broken. God only knows what will be next. Welcome to Preparedness Thoughts by John Stephenson. We invite Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit to guide us as we examine how our preparations can be used to preserve the life of ourselves, our family, and others. Plain old simple problems can happen in life, and those little things can quite often be disruptive. Let's consider a few of the little things which have happened to me. They've probably happened to you too. I've had a paper cut on the finger, a burn on the thumb, or somehow there's been a cut which bleeds and somehow refuses to close up. All sorts of things are quite annoying, but they're not serious problems, not as serious goes. But these things do slow you down. I have had a headache and no aspirin. I've slipped in the shower and hit my elbow. That slowed me down for a day or two. I've sewed a button and accidentally put a needle into my thumb. That hurt quite a while. Days. I needed to make a quick trip, but the gas gauge was on empty, so I had to stop for gas first. And I've had things left in my car at night, but I didn't have a flashlight to look for them. My bicycle has had a flat, but then there was no air pump. My phone charger got chewed up by a pet. Once it got ran over by the car. These are things that are quite inconvenient. I've needed a Band-Aid, but the first aid kit was nowhere to be found. And then I found the first aid kit another time, but the Band-Aids were all gone. Other things are, well, I've locked the keys in the car, and the spare key was not where it was supposed to be. The same thing has happened for the house key. I've locked myself out of the house, and the, and the house key, the spare key, was gone. I've had to stay someplace overnight unexpectedly, and I didn't bring a toothbrush or a change of clothes. Well... I've lost my glasses before. They've even broken once. So these things have happened to me. They're little things. They're not great big emergencies, but they might also have happened to you, and if they have, you know how inconvenient it is to have happen. These things that happen on a day-to-day -day basis can be minimized just by having a little forethought and a little planning. You can take care of situations by thinking of them in advance and having spares around or having the things you need for those little things that are just a pretty big bother. They're not serious, but they are a bother. And all you have to do is give them some forethought, make a few plans, and you can minimize all these little problems that come up. And that's what I urge you to do. Give these some things now. Think and make preparations now before there's an urgent need. And what you want is hard to find. When the grocery stores are out of food, when the hardware store is out of supplies, it happens quick. It happens in an hour, maybe two, after an emergency is announced. This is episode 14 and I would like you to remember to give thanks to God for all the blessings that you do have on this day. Your letters with questions or donations are important. 
John Stephenson, P.O. Box 7222, Chico, California, 95927. Email prepareforgod at usa.com or call 628-7222. Thank you for listening to Preparedness Thoughts on KKXX. My Savior God to Thee, how great Thou art, how great Thou art. Saddle up your Welcome to Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter. This is the program that proclaims liberty to the captives of our beloved nation, where truth trumps political correctness, where the uncompromised word of God exposes the works of darkness and sets free those held hostage behind the iron curtain of a shamelessly biased media. For God has called us to stand for truth, and having done all to stand, we will stand. It's time to fight the good fight of faith to preserve our country. Hello, folks. This is Mike from Mike's Venice Gospel. Uh, we'd like to give you our address. It's Mike's Venice Gospel, P.O. Box 3451, Hueytown, H-U-E-Y-T-O-W-N, Alabama, zip code 35023. And also, uh, we have an email if you'd like to email us. Our email is M W. Gibson, G-I-B, that's B as in boy, S-O-N, at U-A-B dot E-D-U. Be sure to put that dot in there so we'll see the email. And stay tuned for Mike's Phoenix Gospel right here on your radio. Starting right here with my experience gospel. This first song that we're going to play is going to be by Michael Cone. He actually written this song, yes sir. Michael Cone, and it's a song called Not For Sale. Yes sir, Not For Sale. That's the first song we're going to crank up right here on my experience gospel. Hope you enjoyed it out there. Listen to the words and message in this song, Not For Sale, done by Michael Cone. And uh, here it is, get it all ready to go right here at this time coming up here.
song there. Hope you enjoyed that right here on Match Minutes Gospel. Okay, we got a song here done by the Green. Take it to the Lord, friend. Take your burdens to the Lord. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, take it to the Lord. This is a, a song that says, take it to the Lord, like we said, and we're going to play this here done by the Greens right here on Match Minutes Gospel. Let's crack it up here and play this right here at this time. Take it to the Lord. I don't care what you're facing out there in land. Jesus Christ loves you and he cares about you. Turn it all over to him, friend. Time in a different way. Take it 
take it to the Lord, done by the green. That's right. Take your burdens and things to the Lord. Jesus Christ, you'll help you, friend. He said, I'll never leave. Forsake you, I'll go you always, even to the end of the world. Got a song here that Johnny Cash, I think, written this song, but Carl Storer and the man from McNeer, the Bluegrass Gospel Spotlight. Time for the Bluegrass Gospel Spotlight. And Carl Storer and the man McNeer, written by Johnny Cash, I think. And uh, here it is. We'll let you hear it right here. The old song right here, the Bluegrass Gospel Spotlight. says, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. As I've said many times on the broadcast, that means you and me, whosoever, whosoever, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And like I said a while ago, it doesn't matter what you're going through, what you're facing. Jesus Christ loves you and he cares about you and he wants you to be saved. He don't want you to go to that place called hell. Because hell was prepared for the devil and his angels, friend. And he wants you to call up on him. If you're riding down the highway, I advise you to ask Jesus Christ into your life. First of all, pull off on the side of the road. Pull off on the side of the road and ask Jesus into your whole life, friend. If you're right there in your apartment or your house, wherever, office, wherever you may be listening, ask me to save you and in the blood of the Lamb. If you don't know Jesus Christ, it's your first and Savior, friend. He'll save you. But God loves you, friend. He loves you and cares about you. Call up on them. we got to get out of here at Mike's Venus Gospel. You can write us at Mike's Venus Gospel, P.O. Box 3451, Hewitt Town, that's spelled H-U-Y-2-W-E, Alabama, zip code 35023. Once again, Mike's Venus Gospel, P.O. Box 3451, Hewitt Town, that's spelled H-U-Y-2-W-E, Alabama, zip code 35023. Here's our email now, M.W. Gibson, G-I-B-B-Z-N-B-O-Y-S-O-N-A-U-B-D-E-D-E. Once again, our email, M.W. Gibson, M.W. Gibson. G-I-B-B-Z-Boy-S-O-N-U-B-D-E-D. Lord willing, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye now.
You've been listening to Mike's Vintage Gospel with Mike Gibson, P.O. Box 3451, Hueytown, Alabama, 35023. You can email Mike Gibson at mwgibson at uab.edu. That's Mike's Vintage Gospel, P.O. Box 3451, Hueytown, Alabama, 35023. KKXX, Paradise, K280GL, Chico, and K283AR, Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. Hello, folks. This is Mike from Mike's Venus Gospel. Uh, we'd like to give you our address. It's Mike's Venus Gospel, P.O. Box 3451, Hueytown, H-U-E-Y, P-O-W-N, Alabama, Zip code 35023. Well, hey, how are you? Welcome to Red Sky Radio. I am the tech guy, and consider this a PSA. I want to quickly tell you how you can get all the episodes. You can go to darkskyradio.com. Once you get there, go towards the right. You'll see on the menu page a Red Sky Radio tab. Click on that tab. And voila, there you are. There's a media player. You can go through and listen to all the past episodes. You can go through and download all the past episodes. If you scroll down to the bottom of the page, what you'll find is a Google Play button. You can click on that and subscribe to this radio show via Google Play. Or to the left, you can go to iTunes. And that will that button there will take you to a a new page, the Podomatic page. You can subscribe right there and listen. You can scroll down on that page to the right and find the iTunes subscribe button. Thank you so much for listening to Red Sky Radio. We are back. This is Rob Walter with Red Sky Radio. So what in the natural, combined with the spiritual, is an answer to Google, to Facebook, to YouTube, to Twitter, to all those who hate us and are going to use their medium to destroy the, the right because they hate Christians, they hate the truth, they hate the Bible, they hate all things good and love all things bad. Well, I mentioned this about a year ago. It is gaining traction. Is it there yet? No, it's not, but it's getting bigger. It does require a, a a small contribution to be able to use it, but it continues to grow, and it's an answer to Facebook and Twitter called USA.life. USA.life. It is a Facebook replacement. I went on it this morning just to see what they have, and it basically is a copycat of Facebook's opening page and how do you create an account and everything of that sort. But you know the passage that says that the the what the enemy is intended for evil out of Genesis that God has designed for good. There's a value in adversity. Adversity causes you to do things you wouldn't otherwise do. I observe it in other people all the time and in their situations. I've observed it with my wife, with myself. And this particular founder and CEO, Stephen Andrew was a a big tech guy in Silicon Valley when he was getting frustrated because Facebook was blocking 99% of what it was he was disseminating. He contended that there were 5 million people each month missing information from his account. Adversity, yes. The The enemy intended for evil, yes. Is God using it for good? And it certainly appears to be so because he's the one who has now seen the need for and actually is compelled to launch USA.life so that people can connect with those most important to them, as he said, without the imposition 
of a left-wing values imposed. Like when queer marriage was passed by the Supreme Court, you couldn't get a Facebook page that didn't have the, the queer flag flying on the Facebook page. I, I had canceled f Facebook long before that. But pray for him, Stephen Andrew, because he's also building a alternative search engine to Google. So USA.life is a response to Facebook and Twitter, but it needs to go hand-in-hand hand with the building of a new search engine as a, as a alternative to Google, and it's called 1776free.com. You might want to check it out, 1776free.com. Well, what happens when the enemy rules? The word says, that when the wicked rule, the world, uh, the people mourn. When the righteous rule, the people rejoice. We see that all the time. All the problems, not all the problems, great disproportionate number of problems in the United States reside in cities. The cities are bits where evil collects, evil metastasizes. It's where you get enough votes from evil people to vote, or lost people to vote for, for evil people to put them in office. And so it's no consequence that cities like San Francisco have got brown maps where everybody are dropping turds on the street to warn uh warn uh, tourists where not to go unless they end up with a pile of Pelosi under their foot on the soles of their feet, all the way down to Los Angeles and other cities where they have huge homeless problems. Now, the number of homeless in L.A. is up 16% in just 12 months, in one year, 16%. It's now up to 60,000 in L.A. County. In the city itself, they estimate now 36,000, 16% in one year. I want to quote from uh, the, uh, a Dr. Drew who works there and has analyzed what has happened. He, and I was just going to give you this quote. He says, Tuberc this is L.A. County. L.A. County. Now, we have a lot of listeners. L.A. County is sometimes the greatest proportion of listeners to Red Sky Radio anywhere in the world. This quote, tuberculosis is exploding. Non-tuberculosis mycobacteria and rat-borne illnesses, plague and typhus are exploding. We had typhoid fever last week. We have had, um, let me see here, it says, that the means by which we have this oral and fecal contamination, that means parasites and cholera. He goes on to cite, he said, now remember the bubonic plague responsible for over 25 million deaths over a five-year span in the 1300s is likely already present in these homeless encampments in Los Angeles County. Everything you found in your history books, we've got it and it's coming. That plague can be rapidly spread by the million or so rats that have now exploded in the area. An L.A. which was recently fined for rodent infestation, while two employees were infected with typhus. They have officers in L.A. County that have been diagnosed with typhoid fever, hepatitis A, and staph. Now, this is, now I just want to insert, this is, this is just the West Coast Skid Row. Um, and there, I mean, there is a skid row there, but that wasn't the original skid row. And that's been around in LA for a long time. But this news report states it's never been like this. Now we quote, this is from KOMO. People get beaten. Women get raped. It's just a brutal environment, says Al Andy Bales, CEO of the Union Rescue Mission, which is dedicated to helping the homeless in the area. Bales notes that there are now 1,000 sex offenders currently roaming on the city streets of L.A. and L.A. County. Quote, this is like a Petri dish for disease. While and, and he goes on to say that while, while providing home, um, water to the homeless, this man, Andy Bales, the CEO of the Union Rescue Mission, contracted staff E. coli and strep and in the process lost one of his legs, having to be amputated. Now, the city has spent 
$620 million. That's three-fifths of a billion dollars at the problem. It only gets worse. And you see, the, 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 everywhere where the left rules, you have high crime, high drugs, high disease. Every place where the federal government throws money into some left-wing uh, conclave promising that it's going to be the new nirvana for the people in that uh, particular city, it goes to waste, it goes to pot, literally, these days. And the city ends up worse because where wickedness rules, the people mourn. This is the result of wicked rule, then disease is simply a consequence of it. Now, and how the left gets away with this. I mean, they're always saying, let's get the guns off the street. Let's get the guns off the street. We need our 438th common sense law and regulation on guns. Well, if it was that common, you would have passed all 430 of them 25 years ago when you started on this effort to get rid of the Second Amendment. But, but instead of getting rid of that which is constitutionally protected, why don't we get rid of that which is not constitutionally prote protected, such as need free needle exchanges, pot stores, drug, drug uh, paraphernalia, and and availability all over the place. You see, where sin abounds, that grace that much more abounds. But until grace abounds in the life of a particular person, we've got a lot of people that are dying needlessly. And because they are, yes, they're perpetrators of sort, but they're also victims of the left. Because what happens when you don't do anything? The left rises and comes in to fill the vacuum. The enemy comes in to fill the vacuum, just like it did in Wisconsin, because they then decided that they wanted a Democrat governor who came out and vetoed four pro-life bills, four pro-life bills last week in Wisconsin. So let's consider this. All the babies that are going to die in the womb because Christians didn't rise up and let the Democrats assume the vacuum of power in the state of Wisconsin. That's too bad. But I don't want to move too far from L.A. i got to hurry up and finish this because we got to get going here. If you don't think that the left is about patronizing its own, if you don't think the left isn't about putting more, uh, more government workers on the payroll, because then they're dependent upon the politicians, and the politicians promise perks to the government workers, and it becomes an incestuous relationship between left-wing politicians and the, and the government unions. Consider this. I, mean, I want you to just think about how much you earn for a minute, whether you're retired in your income, whether it's Social Security, Social Security plus a pension, whether you're earning wages, wherever you are in the world listening to this program, there are over 100 government workers in just four counties in Southern California that earn over, this is a government worker in, over, in only four counties, and there's more than 100 of them that earned more than a half a million dollars a year. Over 500 thousand dollars a year for government slobs i'm sorry but this really ticks me off and if you and if californians are so stupid to be continuously voting these people back in the office guess what as madison said although some say it was uh, uh john adams i thought it was um madison the james madison that said you get the government you deserve i mean check this out some health health head here of the uh the Los Angeles County Correctional Health Services Pharmacy. Okay, so the head of the pharmacy for Los Angeles County Correctional Health Services, Marciela Guillermo, earned $908,575, almost a million bucks as the head of the pharmacy in L.A. You got guys here that are in the 800,000s. You know what? I got to stop here because I got too much other more important stuff to talk about. But what this story does point out is something I have been saying, and I'm not bringing this up to simply point out that that which I've been saying for some time is in fact true and is coming true and becoming even more true every day, that the state of California is headed toward a society with only three people, three classes of people, the elite, 
the leftists who hide behind their gate guarded doors while they deplore everything conservative and they got their own armed guards while they want to strip us of the right to protect ourselves. No, that's going to be the elite, the government workers, and the poor. And today's stories prove that prophetic statement absolutely to be prophetic. California, as I said for many years, will only end up with three groups of people. The hyper-super elitist rich government workers averaging $500,000 a year for, for a whole bunch of them anyway. And the homeless, which are swelling the ranks of California population like, uh, like rats, like rabbits. Good news. Okay, got to slip this in. I told you I was going to slip in a piece of good news in the middle here. Mexico deploying 15,000 troops to the U.S. border to stop illegal immigration into the U.S. Good news. Folks, this is just yet another accomplishment of Donald Trump. I could not complete a detailed list of all of Trump's accomplishments if I had the entire hour to do so. The reworking of the China trade deals in the works. He's put the screws to Mexico like it should, and now they're seeing and feeling the heat, so they're bringing troops to the border. He renegotiated NAFTA. He's reworked. You could just go up and down the line because he has done all the things that the Democrats are envious of, which is why they hate him all the more. This is why they go to great lengths about the collusion. You know what? I got to tell you something. This is kind of off track, but I guess. Got to throw this in. Is it, was there collusion involved in the last election? Was there interference with the election results in the last election? There absolutely was. But the collusion was between and among the left-wing media. The collusion was among those which I called the whores for Hillary. The interference with the election is the fact that the media never reported what was going on good on the conservative side and then would always hide and conceal the negative and the, the shameful, aberrant behavior of the left. Was there collusion? collusion? Absolutely. But not Russia. Was there interference with the election process? Absolutely. As we know, 70% of all felons support Democrats. As we know, 85% of dead people vote Democrat. And then we move on to Joey Scarborough, the the embittered former Republican who just is, he's moved and he is, he's animated by raging bitterness who says that Mike Pence is lying on the issue of immigration. Here's Joey Scarborough saying that Pence should read what the Gospels say and what Jesus says about immigration. <clears throat> well, a couple of quick comments here. First of all, it, it's interesting that every time the left, and Scarborough's on the left, you know, forget his background. He's just one more left-wing hack, one left-wing talking head. That whenever, and just make a note of this, that whenever you hear anybody, I don't care whether it's Pelosi whether it's Obama who was bring, who brought up the Sermon on the Mount to justify queer marriage and queer sex, to justify sodomy, memorialize sodomy, he uses the Sermon on the Mount, or whether it's Scarborough, doesn't matter. When any time the left mentions the Bible, it's a an encouragement, if not a manifesto, for government action, not individual action, government action. Everything that Jesus said and did dealt with relationships. If you want to know how society should be governed, the laws, the civil ordinances, you go to the Old Testament. And you know what? It isn't kind to those who committed child sodomy. You know, you executed those queers back then who would do those things. That's how, the, that's how the governments are run, by the dictates of civil control, order, and 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 penalties for what punishments comes from the Old Testament. New Testament is about relationships. Jesus was not there to to instigate or preach what is a matter of how governments should be run because governments are made up of a whole bunch of people of all different political stripes and different theological bents, if you will. But when the left talks about the Bible, it's just a manifesto for government action not individual action, because they, the, the left wouldn't recognize a, a Bible in a Christian bookstore. 
They don't know the Constitution. They don't know the Constitution from toilet paper, and they treat the former like the latter. Well, okay, next one, Elizabeth Warren. This lesbian really, really concerns me uh, because, well, for a whole bunch of reasons, but now she's now coming out for gay reparations. That's right, gay reparations. We owe the queer something. Well, keep in mind, if you break down all of the demographic groups in the United States, black, white, Hispanic, male, female, black, you, go, you break down all the demographic groups that you want, no one has a higher, a higher per capita rate of income than homosexuals. That is a fact. No one earns more per capita by demographic group than homos. So what are the reparations she wants? The reparations she wants is that for all those who couldn't file a joint income tax return before the Supreme Court slammed, rammed, crammed, and jammed queer marriage down her throats, they she wants them to be able to, without a statute of limitations, go back and file amended tax returns for a gazillion years to collect refunds that they're owed. Well, hey, Elizabeth No Brains Warren, let me ask you this. I did, I've planned certain things based upon what the tax code was, and the law has changed. So do I get to go back and where I was ripped off because I didn't get, uh, let me see, the depreciation allowance on an investment property that I should have? And I could go on ad nauseum. But the whole thing about gay reparations stinks. Black reparations stinks. Come on. The Bible is very clear. The parent's not responsible for the sins of the children. The children are not responsible for the sins of the parents. Made very clear, but you wouldn't know that if you don't read your Old Testament. That is very, very clear. There is nothing I have done today, nothing, that has been a disadvantage to blacks. There are no blacks that are victims of what I have done. I don't pay for any sin, whatever sin there might have been, from great-grandparents on back. That's an unbiblical thing. And if we do that, I'm moving to a state that will secede along with because if that happens, it's because a whole bunch of other things are happening. Gay reparations, blah, blah, blah. And uh, you'll need to get out because we can't count on, you know, we can't count on most of our churches. Listen to this. PCUSA. I haven't hit on these people for a long time. Stands for the Presbyterian Church of the United States of America. PCUSA. Actually, though, a better Meaning to this acronym now would be uh, what I don't know. Pretty, pretty crappy unbelievers sanctioning abominations. I think that would probably be a good definition of Peace USA today because they welcomed and enthusiastically ordained the first openly non-binary clergy. In other words, this is some guy who's queer, but he plays at both sides. I'm not male. I'm not female. I'm something out of Star Wars. And they all cheer and are thrilled at how sick and sorry and sad this church has become. And I don't want to waste any more time on a loser denomination like the PCUSA, other than to say, if you're in it, get out. Well, I'm going to touch on one other thing here that reflects and I'm not raising this to prove my statements from before to be correct. Because I've been saying what I'm going to mention now came out in an article by Scott Lively just uh, yesterday. But I've said this for the starting 15 years ago in the first year that I went on the air. That we are that that homosexuality and the homosexual agenda would never stop at tolerance or stop at acceptance. And if you've listened to this program uh, for any length of time, you know that it is a progression. They have never, ever sought just tolerance. But this article that Scott maybe heard one of my old radio programs, but he wrote it anyway, and he said that there are five stages, and I do like the term he's given it, of homofascism. I'm going to start using that, and it's not my word. Scott Lively's homofascism, which is a companion to a term that I have used for some time called the Gestapo. Whether it's in schools, governments, corporations, queers uh, seek out positions. In, they target human resources so that they can direct and redirect 
the employment practices of corporations. They go for positions of influence where a few people can change the behavior of many and they can then provide or attempt to provide additional cover for their gross and aberrant behavior. But what Lively says is there are five stages of homofascism. I think I had seven originally, but I did not call it homofascism. He says there's first tolerance, then acceptance, then celebration, then forced participation, and then five, punishment of the dissenters. Now, the punishment of the dissenters, I further broke down in that you will be sued, you'll be ostracized, you'll be kept out of groups, like you won't be able to be uh, a judge in California, or you can't anymore if you supported the Boy Scouts before the Boy Scouts let in queers. You couldn't be a supporter of the Boy Scouts. They will force you out and punish you professionally, personally with lawsuits, could be imprisonment. And if the queers have to resort to death, they will, if that's the only way they can silence those who continue to speak out on behalf of the gospel and say those things which would cause them to come under conviction for their sin. But consider back the 1950s. The, they, they, the queer movement was, quote, the right to be left alone. That's all they wanted was to be left alone. The Stonewall Riots. Well, we need another Stonewall Riot, but a reverse riot. Reverse jihad, so to speak. But that's where homofascism, according to Lively, was born. He said the gays launched a new strategy in the 1980s to characterize so-called sexual orientation as an immutable condition and to classify themselves as a civil rights minority. They made the born that way argument the centerpiece of their propaganda narrative, and then hijacked the black civil rights movement to implement their political agenda, essentially stealing Jesse Jackson's Rainbow Push Coalition for themselves and adopting the rainbow flag as their banner. End quote. He's absolutely correct. We don't hear that born that way anymore. If you were born that way, why would schools like the University of Michigan have classes called, quote, how to be gay, end quote? If you were born that way and born heterosexual, then why are the queers always out trying to bring others into their lifestyle and sodomizing young children, which is why more than 50% of adult homosexual males are adult homosexual males it's a, because some queer guy sodomized them when they were a child. So then... Quoting lively, all across America, the LGBT activists then used their growing power in the Democratic Party to create human rights commissions. So he says in concluding here, and I'm skipping through much of the article, he said, quote, so here we stand in 2019, four years after the Obergfell and the LGBTs instantly pivot now to transgenderism and pedophilia watching small children being deliberately infected with hypersexual transgender insanity to the applause of the entire leftist bloc. End quote. It's absolutely correct. you got your child or grandchild in a government school. You are participating in child abuse and child neglect and child endangerment, three crimes in most states. Every kid who's been adopted by, par- by queer parents should be removed and gone to foster home and put in a heterosexual couple home. Quote me, I don't care. I will stand on that forever because it's a Bible position. But part of that strategy, part of that st- this uh, transformation of America, it didn't stop with just the punishment. It, and it would continue in with tranny this and tranny fanny that, and you got Bruce transgender and all of this garbage, and it would go to pedophilia. It would go to bestiality. There is no bottom until just everybody is dying of disease because sin, God doesn't have to judge it. There is disease and consequences to behavior that's inbred into the behavior. It's just the, the natural, logical result of that. So... You're probably wondering, maybe you're not, what I've thought about the debates. And I want to cover the debates briefly, very briefly, and in part only because I'm on one hour a week. And sometimes this program uh, today is getting recorded right after the second debate from last night, of which there was a transmission problem in my TV magically, and I missed part of it. It came back later. But it's covered in great, great length 
by many outlets that have more influence, more reach, and far more time than I have. And I'm not here to replicate what those individuals say. But I do want to bring up a couple of things that I think are particularly insightful uh, that you can see what the, the Democrat Party stands for, what it doesn't stand for, what it loves, what it hates, and the danger that they pose to America from a biblical perspective. So don't go away because I'm going to come back with that and then finish with some great news. Rob Walder, Red Sky Radio. We'll be right back. Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter is a listener-supported program. Please know that 100% of your contribution goes to pay for airtime so that as many people as possible are able to hear that the Word of God has answers to every meaningful problem and issue in life. No one gets paid a salary at Red Sky Radio with Rob Walter, but in response to your support, we pledge to bring you the most timely and critical information you need to help make informed decisions in this age of media bias and a growing hostility to all things Christian. Your partnership makes you one of the watchmen on the wall with us, as described in the book of Ezekiel. Please send your support to Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. That's Red Sky Radio, P.O. Box 99, Wickenburg, Arizona, 85358. Thank you. This is Rob Waller. We are back with Red Sky Radio. Okay, just a few comments regarding the debate. The debates. Uh, a lot of candidates. There are more candidates reacting to Trump than Republican candidates that reacted to the disastrous reign of terror under uh, Barack Obama and all the evil that he participated in unleashing on this country. But we got the government we deserved. But but the I looked at the entire entire panoply, if you will, of Democrat candidates, and there are only one or two that I wouldn't consider just flat out Democrats. Ones that, uh, with maybe the exception of Mister Bennett from Colorado, who I do not agree with on virtually anything, but he just seems to have a bit more tempered approach to things, um, they're all reprobates. We've talked about the reprobate mind, the mind that not only is evil, but when it comes to common sense, there is none. It comes to intelligence and education that's been squandered or ill-applied. Every single candidate in the entire Democratic platform from both nights of debates, every single one is simply as lost each one is lost as a ball in high weeds. And compare that to the 17 candidates on the re- vying for the Republican nomination a couple of years ago, of which at least half of them were pretty godly people. There couldn't be more of a theological, which translates into political. Don't try to separate the two. There is no separation between theological and biblical, and, and theological and political. Every theological decision has political ramifications. Every political decision has, has spiritual consequences. But their loss is a ball in high weeds. I mean, I mean, I'll just give you a couple examples. Gillibrand, who was kept stealing the mic last night. It wasn't her turn to talk, but, you know, some headstrong uh, feminazi like Gillibrand. It didn't stop her. She kept talking about how the NRA is greedy. That's right. The NRA is greedy. The NRA, which is a volunteer organization, the NRA, which collects contributions, volunteer, is greedy. But the union organizations, which Gillibrand supports, which confiscate under force of law a portion of the wages of their union workers to subsidize and advance the debauchery 
and the left-wing politics that now has captured the union uh, leadership, not necessarily the rank and file, because rank and file don't believe necessarily like the union leadership does, which is why they have to confiscate as an involuntary, Kristen, a portion of the wages of the union workers to finance their debauchery, their chicanery, their deceptive and totalitarian tactics towards government uh, uh, of government generally. That's who's greedy. Come on. Boy, I mean, every single one of them, every single one was about giving away other people's money for votes. Every single person running up there is fundamentally a prostitute or a pimp for the Democratic presidential nominees, promising this, everybody else's money. And then Yang, what a yin-yang, $12,000 a year, every person except unless you're the very highest category of income earners would get. You don't have, All you got to do is breathe and you get $12,000 a year, guaranteed. No, no, no thought or, or, or idea as to who's going to pay for it, how are you going to pay for it, because they're all about soaking the rich, and the rich don't have enough money to get taxed to support all the left-wing ideas. Enter socialism, enter the end of the United States as we know it, and the, what was essentially virtually a, an, almost an antichrist rule in this country. <clears throat> I can't even, I'm running out of time. But the whole thing about the separation of the children at the border, did anybody talk about the fact that it was Obama's policy that started that? And if you commit something that's illegal, if, if instead of breaking into this country, a husband breaks into a house because they want something. They want something that's free. The re reason most illegals are coming, they want something that they didn't earn in many, many cases. Guess what? If you get caught breaking into somebody's home, like you're breaking in the United States, you get arrested. Guess what? You are separated from your children because you've committed an illegal act. Gosh, I'd like to have been on the debate and just raise havoc by the use of common sense. Now, I promise closing in good news. There are, I said last week, I was very hard on pastors, most pastors, I don't take any of it back. I don't take any of it back. That how you how do you pick a pastor these days? Go to the pastor and ask him not what you preach on, what programs you have. Ask the preacher what will you refuse to preach on. And if they don't, if they refuse to preach on abortion, queer, queer this, queer that, whatever it is that Christians are getting sucked down the rat hole of the Rachel Maddow TV led, media led discussion, then that pastor is a mere hireling. He should get fired, and he should be gone. No sooner. Did that program got, get out? And I got an email from a party that said they went to their pastor and asked just that. And the pastor's answer was, he weaned out on the deal. Because I said, there's two groups coming to this country. Those who are going to identify with the Black Robe Regiment. Those who sacrificed their lives and their fortunes to be able to preach that which was necessary for the United States to be free. And then there you have the Weenie Brigade that will compromise. KKXX, Paradise, K280GL, Chico, and K283AR. More from townhall.com, I'm Keith Peters. A federal judge temporarily blocked an Ohio law which would ban abortions after a fetal heartbeat is detected, siding with abortion clinics that...